Welcome to this episode of Everything 9000. Welcome, Amrit. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> really formal. You're right. I'm okay. You've not done one of these in a while. Are you nervous? No, no. I'm a bit sad about the news. Mm. Well, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about fresh breaking news that, you know, Putin and Russia have, in fact, invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Be- before we get into all the tiny details, what we'll do is we'll, we'll discuss what the current situation is, uh-huh. what's just happened. Then we'll look at Putin's view. Uh-huh. Then we'll look at potentially Ukraine's view. Uh-huh. Then we'll look at what the West yeah. is thinking about this. And we'll just talk about other implications. Yeah, yeah. and then what, yeah, I think we, it's, it's important to discuss what we think is going to happen going forward now. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll talk about the current situation. Like I said, Russia's deployed 200,000 troops near Ukraine's borders. Um, you know, there's always been tensions, especially since 2014. Russia mm-hmm. invaded Ukraine then. Uh, the like annexation said, of Crimea, you're correct. Yeah. yeah, no, that's Crimea. So Russia declared Donetsk and Luhansk as independent states. This means Russia and Putin can militarize mm-hmm. in those regions. Mm-hmm. Um, to counter that, what Ukraine did, they handed out around 700,000 passports. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, if any action is taken by Russia, technically they can go and, you know, any action that they take is justified to protect its own citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll show you a map as well. We'll show the viewers a map of what's sort of going on. Yeah, so Donetsk and Luhansk are literally on the border to Russia. That Russia, border, correct. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And and the Ministry of Defence in the UK uh, also tweeted and put out a statement, and they actually showed Russia's got a really good stronghold around Ukraine, mm-hmm. so it can actually strategically take over Kiev, which mm-hmm. is the capital of Ukraine, because it can attack from the north. Yeah. Attacked obviously from the east where Russia is, and also from underneath where Crimea is. Exactly. So the thing is, they've got Belarus uh, that they can use to go through. So mm. Belarus is actually siding with Russia on this anyway, and they're not part of the NATO. And the only thing they can't do is attack from the west because that you know Poland, Poland is part of the NATO anyway. But Correct. they've got the angles they can come. It's like a three prong attack that they're doing. It's either from north. East and south. Yeah, yeah, and and basically, let, let's go into like this Putin's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. From his point of view, he, he as far as I can see, he's living in the nineties and before that. So okay, he's so looking at. You, so he's looking at. The, from, he's looking at it from the perspective of there's a Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. You know, Ukraine was part of this big Russian land, mm-hmm. this communist land. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as we know, since 1991, the yeah. Soviet Re- Union was you collapsed. know yeah. collapsed. Don't forget that pact Russia and Ukraine uh, back then had, uh, you know, the Soviet pact was made in 1927. So until from 1927 until 1991, they were they were together basically, right? They were together as uh, uh, as allies. And uh, after the break, what Ukraine has done is moved more towards dem- democracy, and they're looking, you know, westwards to join the EU. And uh, for Putin, that's just not acceptable because then that is a direct threat right there on his doorstep, mm. and that's why he has now first annexed Crimea, uh, and then he's kind of declared, um, you know... Well, Putin's uh, saying, look look at how much NATO is coming towards us. No, he but, sees that as a threat. No, okay, look, with NATO, how is that... Okay, he's, he's always going to see that as a threat. the part of NATO, exactly. and the US is their long-term rival. Exactly, so he... I end up, You know, it, it's basically coming down to the fact that he can't hack countries around him Chain, turning to democracies. That's that's the main thing for him. But this like face off mm-hmm. between Russia now because because NATO are like well. But then this this is this NATO, this no, tension has been finish, going on. Let from, me finish. Right, we've got this face off where we don't want 
the US and the UK, countries like this, we're looking at Russia's expansion, mm-hmm. almost comparing it to when Hitler wanted Sudetenland, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, if we give him this land now, will he stop that? If not, will he yeah. go ahead? Will he take the whole of Ukraine? Will he go even further? Look, I think it's, you know, a big part of if we do go into a further war, you know, if more countries become involved, a big part of it is cyber attacks. So, you know, I've, I've read a lot into, there's a thing called a wiper virus mm-hmm. uh, that could be deployed. And that is where as soon as this virus takes over onto computers, national databases, it literally wipes all data exactly. and you can't retrieve it. Another way in which we've seen Russia in the past attack countries such as Crimea mm-hmm. um, or states is that they attack banks. It means that the population can't access ATMs. Mm-hmm. You know, the main the main reason why this is done is just to create confusion, create fear. Um, and it's uh, this is a new age now where all of this is very possible. Yeah, you know, like, Plus, any if we, there is a full blown out war now, for example, like it was in you know in the first world war in the second world war, the consequences of the war now will be huge because you know the Obviously technology. The nuclear arms yeah, as well. not, not, I think not even without the nuclear arms, right? I don't think any country, I don't think anyone is unhinged. I well, Putin is pretty unhinged. I'll give you that, right? Okay, yeah, but you, you know you can tell that the fact that he made. But do this you move, want? You know what? what is, is it not worrying nuclear, that we've got the likes without, of leading us now? Then? No, like even without, like um, even without the nuclear use of nuclear arms, I don't think any country will want to use nuclear arms because that you just know if you use drop a nuclear bomb, if Russia drops a nuclear bomb in Europe or on Ukraine or anywhere else, they'll just know there'll be one coming on them. So because of that, right? Yeah, straight away. Uh, I don't think it will come to nuclear war, but even without nuclear war, technology is so developed. Like as you said, cyber attacks. You know, there is like a lot of like chemical attacks. Like you know. Um, Russia's been like supplying chemical attacks you know Russia is huge in like chemical attacks you know they've uh, carried out chemical attacks in in Britain on their former spies and stuff and even they've uh, supplied chemical weapons to Assad uh, to you know uh, use in Syria and so on so like these are like huge that was something you didn't really have back in uh, World War One and World War Two. And even like militarily, the the guns, everything, it's it's just so much advanced. There's so, so much we, we, scope we for more destruction than it was back then. The UK alongside the US is one of the biggest supporters of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Question I've got for you is, are we going to be conscripted? <laughs> you know, it's not even a laughing matter anymore because it, you know, as, as soon as NATO becomes involved, that, that's a world war then, right? That's what Biden had said as well just a few days ago. So the NATO, the re- I was actually watching a press briefing by the the Secretary General of uh, NATO this morning and they were talking about the situation and they, one of the journalists had asked, are there any NATO troops in Ukraine at the moment? There's three to five thousand. No, they, they said that... They, they have been deployed. Have, have they? Yes. So they had said that they weren't... The, basically, what the UK had been doing was not sending any troops, but the UK had been sending weapons. Right, but and NATO troops have been deployed. Have they? Three to five thousand. I literally watched a briefing half right. an hour ago. And the thing is, is and Putin, they, Putin has said in his statement to the country, anyone that gets involved will get an immediate sorry an instant response exactly but that's the thing so that that is it you know what we are actually very 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 close to the world war right now because as soon as nato gets involved physically as well like directly so are we getting conscripted uh we might actually do you know i, I, I don't know like it's not it's not there yet hopefully you so know. do you feel good that you've been running 365 days in 2021 <laughs> no 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 you? i think jokes aside look what the situation here at the moment is is that what Putin's thing would be right now is to actually take control so, of Ukraine you know, the and destabilize UK, the government and the remove UK the current US, government. The UK and US are imposing sanctions. Oh, we're, we're going to attack the five major banks in Russia. We're going to mm-hmm. attack these billionaires, stop their funding. 
I don't think he cares. About no, he, he he will care. He no, 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 no. He will care because when you drop the sanction, when the the sanctions that they had basically dropped at the moment were not strong enough, and they've been criticism of that they weren't strong enough. And today, the one of the what's the name, the general secretary of the EU came out and said that okay, these sanctions haven't worked so far, but these are the further sanctions we're going to do, and they're going to be a lot more harder, right? Okay, yeah, and. Uh, what will happen is that the Russian people will the f- will feel a pinch of that, right? And he's a dictator. He doesn't care, you know, like uh, he, he enjoys a lot of popularity. But the moment people in Russia start suffering is when the moment when the pressure on Putin will be put. Like, you know, that's when he will suffer the greatest pressure. But, but, so but you know what? He Russia, doesn't Russia want to comes across up. to me as a very, na- like, there are certain countries such as Germany, such mm. as Russia, that are very nationalistic. They're proud to be Russian. No, they're, they're proud to be very, very, you know, like he's been running this propaganda for years. Whereas I think it's safe to say in UK, yeah, no, the we're not, we're proud, not, but no, we don't want to go to war. We don't no, want to no, no, look, none of the Russians want to go to war, by the way. I was listening to um, reading some reports of like, you know, what it, what the Russians feel like. They're saying that we can't believe that we're attacking our Ukraine. By the way, you know, Ukrainians are Russian, the Slavic people, they're very close. Right. OK. Yeah. So they can't believe the fact that they are attacking Ukraine that they are killing Ukrainian brothers and sisters. Okay, so the, the the mood on the ground with Russian people is very different to what Putin is doing, by the way. And the moment that people in Russia will start to kind of suffer from it will be the moment when Putin will have to turn around. So Putin doesn't want a full-out blown war with, with NATO, with uh, other countries. What he so really, you think it won't happen? No, what he really wants to do is wants to like take over Ukraine, uh, kind of dispose the current government and put in place uh, a puppet government that he can control. Yeah, but are the US and UK going to stand for that? No, but that. But so Boris Johnson has just said that that if this happens, they won't stand for it. So so there you go. No, so but are then, we going no, to have no, a war? but Putin is now going ahead and calling the UK and the NATO's bluff. Okay, they're saying okay. They've always they've all issued these warnings saying if you do so this, what's going to happen? If you do this, what well, do you think is going to happen? I don't know. So I think Putin's at least started this now. He's there's no way back. There's no way he's going to pull back now. Right, he's not going to stop until he's displaced. So are the we government. actually looking at World War Three? We are very close to it. We're very, very close to it. Like all the diplomatic measures have been exhausted before. The you know NATO were negotiating. So we're being conscripted. I, I, Am I going to see you in the trenches? <laughs> yeah, I'd fucking shoot you first if I was in the trenches. No, but like uh, obviously, you know. I, you know, it's it's not laughing matter because there's no way Putin's turning back, and now it's down to the West whether NATO will actually start a war. Because, you know, Ukraine can't fight them. That, that's one thing, right? Yeah, Ukraine's... Um, okay, look, there was some stats I pulled out there they were showing on the news in terms of the, the strength of each country, okay? So Ukraine only, in terms of personnel, okay, yeah, active troops, Ukraine's is 196,000 and uh, Russia's is 900,000, right? And in terms of the military um, weapons and so on, again, Russia's tanks have, like, they have 13,000 tanks. Uh, Ukraine only has 2,000. Uh, in terms of like warships and so on, like Russia has thousands and thousands of more. Ukraine has no submarines. Russia has about 50, 60. So in terms of like Ukraine fighting Russia on their own, I mean, the Ukrainians are very, very brave and very courageous people. But they will not like surrender, right? So they will fight. But in terms of their own capabilities to fight off Russia and actually push Russia back, they won't be able to do that themselves. Okay, they will need support from NATO. They will need support from other countries. You know, countries are sending them weapons, but they, they will actually need physical troops to actually push Russia back. So the moment that happens is the moment the war will begin. And like we will win World War Three, as we know, we will know it. But whether Putin actually goes all the way now, I think his main thing is going to be now to displace the current government. 
And once that's displaced, then it will be on the West to decide whether they push back on this or they live with it. Right. And it, that will be the most decisive moment. And if they let, you know, if they live with it, then where does, you know, then that's like a huge victory for uh, Putin. And then where does he stop? Does he then go on to Poland? Well, if he invades Poland, then that's NATO country, right? And uh, the thing with NATO countries, if you're a member of NATO, and if you're attacked, uh, if you attack, like, for example, Poland, you're attacking the whole of the other states. So you're attacking UK, you're attacking, you know, US, you're attacking Germany, you're attacking France. All of these countries, you're declaring not war just on Poland, but you're declaring war on NATO, mm. right? Okay, so where does it then stop? Mm. And then that becomes the problem. Mm. I think... You know, I saw an interview for, I think it was the Kenyan minister recently. Mm. He said, you know, a lot of borders in Africa are imposed by the West, by the mm. UK, by Portugal. Um, but rather than live in what he termed dangerous nostalgia, you know, he said, we've got a lot of ties, a lot of cultural links to the countries on the other side of the border. But we're not going to go back and look at the back. We're going to, you know, we've accepted our borders as they are now. We're going to move forward. Mm. And I think Putin should take a leaf out of that book. You know, he shouldn't look at the back and the dangerous nostalgia he's living in in the Soviet Union. Putin, Putin is unhinged. He's unhinged. Like, you know, I he's had this hunger for power. He's, you know, he first had to kind of solidify himself in Russia itself. You know, kicked out all these oligarchs and stuff. Con controls every single thing. Controls every single thing in Russia. You can't be, you can't make a penny in Russia without Putin's approval. Right? You know, you've got these all these big oligarchs in living in London and stuff. Right? Okay, yeah. All of them are very, very closely controlled by Putin. Every single thing in Russia is controlled by Putin. And he's installed himself as the president for the next 15 years. He's changed the constitution to make sure he stays in power. The day Putin goes out of power will be the day he dies. Okay, so Putin is that kind of a dictator who's got the grip on Russia. Okay, yeah, and there's absolutely no way he's going to accept things as they are. And he won't stop at Ukraine if, if he's kind of like left, un, you know, untouched. But then, you know, Putin is leading this uh, this World War Three. Nobody else is. Mm. No, I think you've made some great points, Amrit. You know that. And you know the worst thing is, like, he declared war, and today he's going on as things are normal. Like, you know, the Pakistani president Imran Khan was actually meeting Putin today, and they're having like a press conference as normal as if nothing's happening. Mm. No, you you've made some great points. Um, I think you know the purpose of this podcast was just to kind of unpack what's been happening. Few of our friends, few of my friends, you know, we follow the news, but not really follow the mm. news. We've obviously know it's, you know, this has been a big story in the news, and it's unfolded in the last few days. But hopefully, you know, this podcast giving you a bit more insight into what, what's happened. Yeah. Let's see how it unfolds. Um, let us know in the comments what you think will happen, and stay tuned for the next episode.